The defense continues to lay out its case in the war crimes trial of a San Diego-based Navy SEAL. Edward R. Gallagher stands accused of killing a wounded ISIS fighter in Iraq by stabbing him in the neck, as well as shooting at civilians multiple times. He is denied all charges and pleaded not guilty. Yesterday, the Navy announced that Corey Scott, the man who says he killed the ISIS fighter by asphyxiation after the stabbing, may be charged with perjury. And today, more witnesses offer different stories as to what happened in the Mosul sniper towers. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is Court Martial, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Andrew Dyer, you're the military reporter for the Union-Tribune, and you're covering the ongoing Gallagher trial. So the biggest news of yesterday was about Corey Scott, about how in his testimony he said that he killed the fighter and therefore could be charged with perjury. When you explain, what's the likelihood of that? I'm hearing there's a pretty high likelihood that that does happen. Um, the attorney for the convening authority sent a an email to Scott's attorney um, saying that Scott's testimony in court contradicted his earlier statements to NCIS. Um, now, as far as him being convicted of perjury, that's that's a pretty high bar, but um, it looks like the Navy is, is dead set on at least um, charging him with it. Yeah, it seems like the uh, the Navy is uh, is dead set on, on charging him. Um, Timothy Parlatori, Gallagher's defense attorney, you know, he told me last night that this is just the Navy trying to save face and that Scott's testimony really embarrassed them and exposed the fact that their investigation wasn't very thorough. And that um, seems to be a big narrative from the defense, is that the Navy failed to do a thorough investigation and that this is nonsense. Right, and we've heard that over and over again from the defense. Um, I think there's a little bit to that. Certainly, uh, Joe Orpinski, the lead investigator, testified earlier in the trial that you know, he had exchanged a lot of text messages with different witnesses and um, made some flippant comments via text. So, um, yeah, I think, I don't know how much the jury um, weighs that because we have also heard a lot of eyewitness testimony, but um, that's definitely one of their, the defense's main arguments is that this investigation wasn't uh, conducted properly. So it's been another day of the defense uh, laying out their case. Why don't you give us a brief summary of what we've heard so far? Today we've heard a video deposition from uh, Major General Abbas al-Jabouri. He was the Iraq Emergency Response Division commander who was whose team brought the injured fighter to the SEALs compound um, just outside of Mosul in uh, May of 2017. Um, he says he was on the scene the whole time and that Gallagher never stabbed the fighter. He said the SEALs tried their hardest to save the guy's life, but, but he, uh, he died of his injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, injuries sustained after an airstrike. Abbas said that Iraqi forces shot the young man uh, two to three times in his leg. He also said that he, he talked to him and that the, the young fighter told him he was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And it seems like uh, all of the defense witnesses are providing kind of alternate stories of similar ones you've heard before. Um, why don't you kind of explain what you heard about uh, one of the snipers that was in Gallagher's Tower, too? Yeah, so yesterday we heard from um, Petty Officer First Class Joshua Grafham. He was a um, he was spent a lot of time in the, one of these sniper towers with Chief Gallagher during their deployment. Um, he testified 
that um, one day um, he spotted, he was serving as Gallagher's spotter, and that he saw two men in black, about middle age, um, moving, and I think he said, uh, sneaky peaky tactically uh, between buildings on the other side of the Tigers River from where the seals were set up. And um, he thought they were bad guys, and so did Chief Gallagher, and, and Gallagher um, engaged one of them with his sniper rifle and, and shot one, and they uh, they both then kind of got away. Um, at the end of the day, um, Grafham testified that another SEAL from another tower, Dylan DeLay, um, caught up with him and asked him if he'd seen Gallagher shoot an old man in white. Uh-huh. And Grafham said that he had not seen that that day. Um, now, this to me was really stood out because what we've heard over and over again from the Gallagher family and Gallagher's legal team is that these seals concocted these stories. So it seems like uh, this is kind of what the defense has been saying all along, in which uh, these seals kind of made up uh, these instances and collaborated to kind of get. Gallagher, you know, ousted in a sense. Well, not necessarily because um, Grafham also testified that that day that he saw the man in black get shot, that uh, uh, Petty Officer First Class uh, Dylan DeLay, who's now out of the Navy, uh, caught up with him and asked him if he'd seen Gallagher shoot an old man in white. And uh, Grafham said he hadn't seen that. But yeah, unlike what we've been hearing, this kind of shows that. at least Dylan DeLay contemporaneously was talking about this uh, sniper shooting. Um, you know, we've heard that these guys concocted these stories months later um, in order to, to get Chief Gallagher, but um, according to the defense's own witness, that's not necessarily true. And DeLay was talking about this shooting um, the day of. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that the defense has been laying out its case, um, What's the mood of, of his main attorney? Does, did, are they positive, or can you really not really get a sense of what's going on? Um, if, you, if you talk to the attorneys, um, they're, they're very confident that their cases are going well, uh, both for the prosecution and the defense. Um, the defense gives us a little bit more than the prosecution is, but, um, I mean, what, what else are they going to say? <laughs> and uh, do we have a sense about how long uh, the defense is going to continue to um, lay out its case? Are we like more than halfway there, or do you expect it to wrap up by the end of the week? It's difficult to say. Um, the last I've heard, um, early next week, Monday or Tuesday, um, all of this, is, of course, is subject to change, and I'm trying to stay out of the prediction business when it comes to any part of this case. Certainly the safest thing you could do. All right, Andrew Dyer, I'll let you get back to the courtroom. Thank you so much. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. You can support our journalism by signing up for any or all of our print and digital products at uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.